What is up, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of Chicken Bone Alley, brought to you by SRI Performance, Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, RK Motorsports Consulting, and our old Ramey Racing Engines. What is up? I'm David. I'm Melissa. And Sterling's not here. <laughs> <laughs> it's so odd. Sterling had to work tonight. He, he's he's probably got to work all week, actually. So uh, I was just telling Melissa that... Uh, it's odd because every episode we've done so far, Sterling has been sitting right across the table from me, and um, uh, not tonight. <laughs> so we got Melissa on here. What's up? What you been up to? Um, not much, you know, just uh, living a dream, getting a camper ready for some racing coming up. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just got off work myself. <laughs> yeah, me too. In the door. <laughs> me too. We um. We're getting some uh some some good rain off of off of a uh tropical storm down this way. I think it's Fred or something that like that. I don't know. Typical for us. <laughs> we love stuff like that. Um but y'all got you get say you getting camper ready. Y'all got uh got a few days racing coming up next week, don't you? I know we'll get into it a little bit later here, but uh what all what all you having to get ready? Um well I mean, this week is uh, got some uh, surprise visits, I guess. There you go. <laughs> we'll see where where I end up, but uh, next week, uh, I guess Port Royal. There you go. It looks like so. I guess, uh, but I don't think I'm heading down until Thursday. Which, I mean, it starts Thursday, but usually I try to go a day or two early. But uh, I'm gonna head down on Thursday, work a half a day, and head up there. I guess or down. So. I don't even know. I guess sideways. I don't, I don't even <laughs> somewhere, know. somewhere over there. Somewhere in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Uh, what? What goes into getting the camper ready? Uh, well, I just, I just got it. Uh, I don't know about a month and a half ago or two months ago, I guess now. So I haven't done everything I wanted to get done to it. I just kind of like got it ready to like use it a little bit. Well, like yesterday, I uh, I power washed the whole outside and I fixed all the lights on everything except for the one that got broken today. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but you know, I replaced all the bulbs that were missing and stuff like that that I didn't do previously, and uh, you know, did the blinds and the windows and just the junk I didn't do yet. So. There you go. And now I got to stock it up, I guess. <laughs> get get all the foods, all the foods and the drinks. There you go. Can't have a good weekend without all that. Well, good Mm-mm. deal. How, how's uh how's work been? Is uh, do you ever get any crazy crazy clients up there? Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> really? What, what, I mean, yeah. What, what kind of crazy are we talking? I mean, is it uh, are they, are they mad at you because of something you did to your hair, their hair, or or is no, it just they're no. just crazy in general? I think just crazy in general. I've had a bunch of different types of people, I guess. Like I've had, uh, I've had a, I don't, a very, it's weird. I don't even know how to explain it, but I've had people, I've had a guy one time, he, uh, came in for haircut, like quickest haircut ever, like five minute, you know, just straight buzz, whatever. And go out, like, because I knew another client come in, and I was cutting him. Once I finished him, the guy came back in. So he sat in the parking lot until I was done. My next client come, like, ask me on a date. And I'm like, uh, like, sorry, like, I'm like, I have a boyfriend, you know. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, 
he got mad about it. Like, like, uh, like, <laughs> how do you get mad about that? Uh, I don't know. He got like, oh, I'm trying to think what he said. He, he, he was fighting words. He was like, how big is he? Is he as big as me? Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, like just weird stuff. That's crazy. That's, uh, <laughs> that's um, funny. But I had some like, I guess like maybe some stalkerish crazy. And then I've had just some crazy people that, you know, think uh, people are talking, you know, just like, I don't know. I'm trying to think like people are talking to them or think that people are hearing, like listening to them, you know, oh, yeah. like stuff like that. You hear, you hear a lot of weird stories and, uh, you know, just take it as it goes. Is your place like every hair place is down here anyway? And, and if you need to know anything that's going on in town, just go there because somebody there knows it. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, ours is terrible. <laughs> if you want to know anything about anybody down here, go to a hair salon. Everybody knows everything. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's the most gossip I've ever heard in my life. I'm sure. I mean, at my old salon, it was a little bit like that because you would have like exes come in and, and you know, it kind of gets weird. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm like small salon, so it's like easy. I don't have to deal with all that drama. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I don't blame you. I can't deal with all that myself. Well, cool. All right. Well, last, uh, let's see, Tuesday night, um, we had the second round of the iRacing uh, Chicken Bone Alley Summer Shootout. And um, pretty cool little show we had on there, actually. I broadcasted this one. <laughs> because Soak Tires Broadcasting was, wasn't available. So I broadcasted this one. Probably was not the best broadcaster in the world by no means. But um, And, and Melissa was on there on the feed trying to get some uh, fan interaction. It, it was a tough crowd, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. I guess people will watch it more after it's over. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe so. I, th I think just everybody that, that uh, races in it goes back and watches it and then sends it to everybody. Like, oh, I was racing in this. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. But anyway, we had, <laughs> we had a uh, really good race, um, the uh, 358 Modifieds at Cedar Lake. And uh, did you watch it, Melissa? Yeah, I did. I was watching it the whole time. What did you think about it? That was pretty cool. I mean, it reminds me. I mean, it's why not we race up here. So, I mean, that was cool. Um, it, uh, it, for for eye racing, anyway, to me, it, it put on some pretty good racing. Uh, it was a real close um, battle for the lead pretty much the whole race, uh, especially battles for second, third, and on back for sure. Um, but our buddy uh, John Rosario Jr. come out on top, and uh, so let's go see if we can get him on the line. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got John Rosario Jr. here on the line with us now. Man, you uh you took us to school last week on our racing, buddy. Uh, you um. You, you you kind of smoked the field on us. You did what I thought you was going to do on dirt. I, I I told Sterling, I told everybody, I said, John's going to be tough when it comes to the dirt stuff, and uh, you really proved it, man. But it was a tough race for you. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that we whooped up on them, but we certainly had a good run. Um, you know, I've been playing iRacing for about two years now, uh, primarily everything on dirt, so... I certainly had a high level of confidence going into that race, and you know, it wasn't very easy. Uh, obviously, Zach Stroop was very fast. 
Um, I feel really bad right now because I can't think of the other kid's name. Do you know who finished second? Cold Mint. Yep, uh, Cold Mint. He was extremely fast, and uh, he definitely kept me on my toes. Um, you know, it was a, a lot of fun, uh, long race, but thankfully we didn't have too many cautions, so we were able to get stretched out there and get in rhythm. And, you know, fortunately we brought it home, so uh, that win definitely helped with the points because, you know, I don't feel very confident with the asphalt races, but if I can run well in the dirt stuff, I do believe I'll have a shot at it. I hear you, man. Well, uh, in that race, uh, Will Harrington, he was also there. I think he fin- ended up finishing third. And um, that's uh, you two both, you know, y'all drive drive some real cars in, li- in real life. So uh, does that at all translate to iRacing at all? Or is it just, is it completely different? Or is there some things that transfer and just some things that don't? So, I certainly get asked that question a lot, and I do want to give iRacing all the credit in the world because um, they've nailed it. You know, it, it's not exact, but a lot of your throttle inputs um, translate. I don't believe that the brake pedal translated, uh, translates at all, but as far as throttle, it certainly does. And, like, that feature uh, last weekend on iRacing, you know, it got pretty slick and pretty used up. So you definitely had to use a, a lot of uh, throttle control, just like you do in a real car. So um, the handling aspect of things is close. Uh, you don't have the real feel, you know, sitting in the actual seat and feeling the car roll over and, you know, the body roll and all. But, but yeah, I mean, everything does translate fairly well. So I do feel like, like, for instance, Harrington, you know, he finished third. And I fully expected him to run well because of his background in racing. So um, it is cool how close it is. But then again, I don't want people to think that it is exact because it isn't. But but it's close. Well, good because that that makes me not feel as bad about getting outrun so bad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, no, that's cool, man. I, I I'm I'm glad that. It, 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 it makes me feel good, actually, that somebody that has experience in a car can come on there and run good because they should. They, uh, they should. That, that makes me feel good that iRacing is, is is in a better spot than, honestly, what it used to be because used to, I, I've been on it myself for 10 years, uh, 11 years, actually, and um, it, it has come a long way in, those time, in that time, So uh, especially since they even started dirt. Uh, when they first started dirt, oh, God, cars were horrible. Um, they've come a long way. So, uh, that's, that's awesome. So this week we just drew it. I put a video out. Uh, we got Arca cars at New Hampshire, uh, a little bit bigger track, uh, one mile track with the Arca cars on the asphalt, man. What you, uh, what you thinking about that? Um, so, uh, whenever we ran the first race of the season, uh, which was the late model stocks at, uh, New Smyrna, that was actually my first ever, full race on asphalt racing i have practiced with some buddies but i've never ran a race so when we finished or whenever i finished second in that race i was quite you know surprised now i will admit i was running a arca car um the middle of last week and i was horrible um (laughs) spinning out every lap and tearing up a lot of equipment racing has a reset button because um, if it was a real car, I'd be in trouble. But <laughs> I do know, I do know tonight I'm going to spend a lot of time um, just learning the breaking points. Because uh, one thing I found 
you know, like in the dirt car, I don't ever use the brake. I mean, let me reword that. If I do, it's literally just to stop from hitting somebody. Right. But I don't ever use the brake pedal while on track. Where the adult cars, uh, I relied on the brake pedal tremendously in that late model stock. And I do know that this you know, Arca car is going to be the same way. So I don't want to tell you that I'm confident going into it. I also don't want to sound like I'm beat before I get started. So I, I do I do believe with, with a little bit of practice, you know, my goal tomorrow will be just to finish. Um, you know, as long as I can finish the race, uh, I believe that I'll be okay. Um, and like I said, you know, I'm relying on the dirt stuff more than anything. So I fully expect these boys to whoop my butt tomorrow. But, um, but that's just a part of it. You know, I don't have the experience, so. Well, well, I will say for whatever reason, um, we got a uh, let's see. There's Aaron on there who won the first week. He probably has more experience on asphalt than anybody on there. It seems like everybody on there is kind of a bunch of dirt guys for the most part. So it so it tends to make a, a pretty good race because you know nobody's a whole lot better than anybody on there. So I guess we'll see on that. Um, that's a. Uh, I, I I know uh, when I have run Arca cars at New Hampshire. It just I have to remind myself to roll the center of the corner because I really want to pick up throttle and that's when I end up spinning out. So, 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 so if that helps anything, even though you'll probably kill me in it, uh, I roll the center of the corner a lot just to <laughs> make sure I don't kill myself um, in it. Any any bit of advice is gonna help me, so I'm certainly gonna keep that in the back of my mind as I'm practicing tonight. Um, <laughs> you know, beef tips. I already text him and uh told him that i'm gonna need some laps tonight so hopefully i can get on there and learn something from him i know he's pretty stout in the asphalt side of things yeah and uh and we'll see like i said i'm not very confident because the few laps i made last week i was spinning out and wrecking and it wasn't good well just, we'll just tell beef tips don't don't spin out going down the straightaway this week like you did last week we'll be good <laughs> i'll make sure i remind them <laughs> he did good though. He all came right. back up. He came all the way back up to fourth, I think it was. So he did good. So. He did really well. I, I tried helping him a little bit. Um, uh, you know, the night of the race, I kind of walked him through a few things and tried to explain the driving line and where he needed to be on the track. And uh, and I, I do believe it helped him a little bit because, like you said, he did. He drove back to fourth and had a really strong run. He really did. So that was good. Well, cool, man. Well, moving on from that, more important things in life, you know. Hey, <laughs> you uh, like we said, if people don't know, you actually drive a uh, crate late model in in real life. So um, and you had another win this past week, man. Congratulations. Well, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, in real life, I have a 604 and a 602 crate late model. And, um, you know, I definitely, I'm very thankful for the opportunity that my parents have given me and, you know, driving both of those cars. And, yeah, like you said, I mean, every racetrack that I know of in this area got rained out. So I was very fortunate to be able to race at Harris Speedway this weekend. And obviously, uh, fortunate as well to win the race. Um, they don't come easy. So every time you get one, you certainly take it and you know move on but yeah things are going well this year we've won about 10 races um i can't i don't know how many we've started but um you know i'm just hoping we carry the momentum throughout the rest of the season because there's obviously a lot of big races coming up and i don't want to fall off now for sure man well tell us about this week how did the uh how did the race go well um like i said everything got rained out uh so we were keeping an eye on harris and we knew that they had posted that they were still racing 
Um, so we got the 602 car ready, headed to the track, and to be honest with you, we got there and it was raining. And I was like, well, <laughs> sure enough, we'll be heading home. But, you know, it ended up, it, it lightened up and turned into a sprinkle. And they had the drivers meeting a little later than they wanted, but we had the drivers meeting and they told us, you know, no, uh, no hot laps. Uh, basically, it was hot lap qualifying and straight to feature. So we knew we had to, we had to unload well, and fortunately, we unloaded and, and uh, in qualifying, we were able to set fast time. And um, I think it was like 12 cars there. So I was, you know, very happy with that. And then start of the race, I was able to get out front early and maintain throughout the feature and um you know uh that ultimately was able to get it done so uh always a good weekend whenever you can kind of sit on cruise control and be out front but they don't always come that easy so like i said i'll i'll move on and uh be very happy with the weekend we had good deal buddy well um for the people who don't know out there tell them about your ride tell them about your car what kind of car you run all that uh all the chassis and everything so um, my 602 late model is a, uh, or both of my late models are Longhorn chassis. Um, my 602 late model just has a uh, GM, you know, 602 crate motor. My 604 late model has a uh, Earl Ramey built 604 motor. Um, he does an awesome job. I know he obviously supports the uh, iRacing event that we're having this season um so i want to thank him for that and i also want to thank him for building such a great motor uh for everybody that he builds motors for um and yeah i mean it's just all family-owned stuff thankfully my parents like i said blessed me with the opportunity to own two cars and drive two cars so um yeah i don't i'm not i'm not very good with explaining <laughs> something like this but, no, you're uh, good, buddy. but yeah john how old are you i am 23 years old Really? Wow. Okay. When did you start racing? I don't so know. I started, I don't. <laughs> you're good. I uh, started racing quarter midgets um, when I was nine, and we ran those for three years following the USAC tour. And then whenever I was 12, we kind of got to the point where it was time to move up, but we didn't know what to move up to. And my family, uh, like my father and everybody, they always race asphalt stuff, but I just like well actually i'll explain to you we had the very last usac race of the year was at eldora speedway and tony built a little go-kart track for us to race on and dude we went up there and i don't we didn't run very well i think we finished fifth in the feature that weekend but um we got home and we started selling everything for the quarter midgets and i told my dad i was like that was the most fun i've ever had in a car and he was like dirt and i'm like yep i said i love it so anyway we started looking at you know dirt cars and all and we're like well we'll go look at the racetracks in this area so we went to carolina speedway cherokee speedway um lawndale which is now shut down but we started looking around and we noticed just how many tracks there were and it's like man it's kind of a no-brainer to go dirt racing and we wound up finding a really good deal on a late model which for a 12 year old is pretty pretty big car but we knew it was going to take time to adjust to anyway so from the time I was uh, 13, I finally got to race it. And from 13 to now, I've been racing Cray Late Models. Wow. It's so been a very long, long, hard road, though, I do want to say. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm fortunate to be able to run as competitive as we are now. But like I said, it took us a very long time to get where we are. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't easy. <laughs> so, so at 23, you were, uh, you'd be... Definitely one of the veterans out on the track now, as long as you've been raising a late model, man. Well, that that's what's so funny because, you know, I get 
a lot of guys who are, you know, 20, 21 or something, some of the, some of the kids, as I would say, I know I'm a kid as well, but <laughs> some of the kids that are starting to race late models and, you know, they come and talk to me about stuff. And once they find out I've been doing it for 10 years, you can tell just how shocked they are. And I'm like, yeah, like it's, it, trust me, it's been a while. And that's why I try telling everybody, like, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, you know, I, there's a lot of people that come in and they're extremely competitive off the bat, but they might not be winning as many races as they want. And I just try to remind them, like, it ain't easy. I mean, it took us years to get competitive and start winning races. And, um, you know, fortunately, there are younger people that are getting involved in it now, which I love to see. And I just try to remind them each week, like, hey, if you ain't winning now, just, you know, it, it's going to come. You just got to be patient and obviously put in the time that everybody else has. Because uh, I race with guys that have been doing it a lot longer than I have, and I feel like I've been doing it for a while. So um, it, it's fun, but it is at times very grueling and makes you wonder why, why you do it each week. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I was like, uh, and I like the way you do it too, man. I I see you over there. Y'all have an open trailer, man. Just come to the track with the car, ready to ride. Yeah, um, that open trailer actually has been probably one of the nicest things we've gotten in a while. I mean, I have an enclosed trailer. Um, you know, I don't want people to think that. You know, I don't want to seem like oh we're down and we ain't oh, got yeah. no no trailers on. But yeah, like that open trailer I ain't gonna lie to you, man. It's probably one of the nicest things we have because. <laughs> At the end of the night, you load that sucker up, and it don't take you but two minutes. Where with the enclosed, you're struggling. You got to, you know, pull it in slow. All right, turn the wheel this way, turn the wheel that way. And uh, it's just me and my dad who go to the track each week. So um, for two people, that open trailer is easily the nicest thing we've got because it makes life so much easier. Hey, hey when there's one less thing to worry about, then you can uh, focus on a lot more things. So that's that, that's exactly <laughs> right. That makes, a, that makes a lot of sense, man. So. Well, cool, man. Well, it's been awesome having you on here, and uh, we definitely going to have to get you back on here talking about some more wins here soon, I, I bet. Well, uh, I certainly hope you're right. Uh, like I said, we're going to keep doing the best we can uh, on and off the track and making sure we're able to show up and be competitive. And then obviously with the racing thing, I'm going to do my job, try to practice as much as I can and make sure that you know I run well on all forms of tracks, whether it be asphalt or dirt. So um, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season, and hopefully I can continue what we got going. There you go. Well, how about y'all slow down a little bit just so I can keep up with y'all? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I can tell you right now. Tomorrow, you're probably gonna show me how to get around that joint. <laughs> I, I doubt that. I don't. I don't ever run enough to do anything. I I, I decided I was gonna run this year, it, well, this season because I broadcast all last uh, the last season we did, and I decided to do this one. And then all of a sudden, everybody that's really, really, which I mean, we had some really good guys in the first one, but now the really, really good guys are running this one. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> this is really making me look bad and feel bad. <laughs> So. <laughs> well, if anything, it'll make you want to practice more. I guess. I guess if only I had time to practice more, I'd be all right. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Oh, well, good deal, man. Well, we will definitely see you uh, Tuesday night, 8 o'clock, at uh, Arca Cars in New Hampshire in the uh, Chicken Bone Alley summer shootout, man. And good luck to you. And we'll be talking with you, man. Yes, sir. Like I said, uh, thank you. I uh, do want to also thank you guys for putting that deal together. Uh, it's an awesome, you know, little summer shootout we got, and I look forward to the rest of the season. We appreciate it, man. Right. Thank you. Good luck to you. Yes, sir. Bye. 
Uh, another thank you to uh, John Rogerio Jr. for coming on, hanging out with us for a while tonight, uh, coming off his his win in iRacing last week and his win at Harris Speedway uh, on Saturday. Um, boy's pretty good. But for the iRacing uh, deal with Chicken Bone Alley Summer Shootout, I want to uh, stop a minute and thank our sponsors for helping us put this on. Well, if it, they, they're basically putting it on. We, we put our name on it, basically, and uh, threw it out there and kind of organized it. But other than that, it is our sponsors that made this happen. It is uh, EMFR Performance. Y'all heard it from John Rogerio right there, Earl Ramey. Um, couldn't do it without him or Carl over at Grease Monkey Mooresville. Um, them guys putting up some big money for uh, for the guys win here. $1,000 to win this series. And uh, who would have ever thought... Listen, did you ever think that you could sit on a uh, a game? I guess you say a lot of people, I, I shouldn't have said that because a lot of people don't like me calling our racing a game. <laughs> <laughs> but sit on a simulator. A, we'll, we'll, we'll call it a simulator. Sit on a simulation and win money <laughs> and, and and good money. I mean, did anybody ever think you could really do that? That that'd have been crazy. You know, fifteen years ago. I yeah, I could never picture that. But I mean, I guess people do that every day for their job, and I don't know how. But I mean, whatever. Hey. But that's pretty cool. It's like it's more it's more competition at home. If I could... between friends, you know, because <laughs> most of the, these guys are, you know, they're crew members or just spectators or actual drivers or and drivers of different classes all competing together. So it's kind of unique and different uh, to see. It's it's one of the things I guess uh where where racers will be racers all the time. <laughs> you know, they can't just race on the weekend. Nah, now we got to race all week long too. Yeah. So, you know, can't stop. But yeah, like I said, EMFR performance, Earl Ramey, uh Carl over there with uh with with, with Grease Monkey, Mooresville. Man, we could not do it without those guys. Um uh, we really appreciate them. I talked to Earl for uh before we started the show tonight and he, he he's excited about it. He likes it, loves it, loves watching it. Uh y'all heard John Rosario there. Talking about Earl, his uh, 604 crate is Earl Ramey Racing Engine. Um, Earl goes 110% of everything he does. So uh, <laughs> he loves racing, gives back to the sport as much as he can. And we appreciate them because, like I said, we definitely could not do it without them. Also, want to thank Palmetto Machine and Fabrication. Thanks, Sterling. Oh, wait, he ain't over there. <laughs> 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 you're, you're welcome. I sound like him. There it was. <laughs> but uh That was good. That was good. But anyway, also uh uh, uh Northeast Auto Imports, our buddy Derek Griffith, and y'all will see him this uh when's the uh the twentieth is Friday or Thursday? Let's see. Uh the twentieth is Thursday Friday. Friday, yep. On the twentieth, our buddy Derek Griffith Y'all will see him in a KBM, that is Kyle Busch Motorsports truck at Gateway or Worldwide, whatever that thing's called now. But anyway, he will be making his truck series, NASCAR truck series debut. Um, I'm going to have to talk to him. going to try to get him on here next week and talk about it. So, uh, but anyway, Northeast Auto Imports, that is Derek's business. Uh, he imports all these. Hey, have you ever looked at that, Melissa? Uh, he's on our website, but or on our um facebook page and everything uh we try to share some of his stuff he's got some of the coolest vehicles out there i mean they're all typically imported from japan and um most yeah. of them are right hand drive and 
he comes up with these cool Toyota campers and all this stuff. It's it's insane. Have you ever been in the right hand vehicle? I rode right it, I rode in one in the Bahamas and I thought I was gonna die. But other than that, <laughs> <laughs> no. I think I was in a mail a mail Jeep one time. That was that was about oh, the best yeah. thing I had. How about you? Uh yeah, my dad owned uh two English taxis. Wow. Back in the day. Yeah, so they were pretty cool. But it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it's different. It's, I could I, I feel like as long as I'm over here, you know, in the in the United States, driving on the right hand side of the road. I know it's right hand drive, but I feel like I could get somewhat used to it. When I'm riding around, I, like I said, I was in the Bahamas and I took a taxi somewhere. Actually I went to a bowling alley, which is really weird. But uh <laughs> anyway, um being on the right-hand side of the car, which I wasn't on. I was just riding in it, but it was odd watching him. And we're turning, like making a right-hand turn is turning across traffic, which does not compute in my mind. So <laughs> I do not need to be in a, a right-hand drive vehicle. I think I'll just walk. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we want to thank him for uh, coming on this, this season with, with our iRacing deal. Um putting some money up for you guys too um also uh blood eagle racing podcast if y'all haven't listened to them make sure you go listen to them uh if y'all like chicken bone alley you'll like blood eagle racing podcast um they talk about a lot of racing um you got tyler and kale on there tyler being from pennsylvania running the uh the the four-cylinder cars there and kale being from ohio driving some legend cars over there so uh go check out the Blood Eagle Racing podcast. Y'all y'all enjoy it. Uh also SRI Performance and Stock Car Steel, as always, coming on helping us out some. And BS Racing. Our buddies Matt and William up there. They're in Ohio too, riding the quad on the GNCC tour. We appreciate them coming on and Hanging out with us and 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 sponsoring the series and racing series with us and uh, I saw where uh, William, our buddy William Eads, he got engaged today. So congratulations to him. While I'm at it. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> and I think that's it. I think I mentioned everybody. I hope I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So we appreciate them. Y'all come check us out um, on Tuesday night. 8 o'clock, Soak Tires Broadcasting. We'll have the rest of the broadcast for every for, for the rest of the season, this season. So uh, y'all come check it out. And uh, But while I'm on it, I want to talk real quick about Earl Ramey Racing Engines. Since we were, we were just talking with John Ruggiero about that. Um, Earl, I'm going to tell you, I, I want to tell a quick story. This past weekend... I decided to go over to Lakeview Speedway, and they had a uh, the Fuel I-95 Series limited late model race. And uh, our buddy uh, Willie Milliken was over there running, so I told him I was going to ride over there and check him out and all that good jazz. Put a camera on his car, which I've got to finish up the video on it because there were so many cautions in it. It's taking me a while to edit out the cautions. <laughs> so, <laughs> but... Earl, 
they they've been talking about it for years. It's been so funny because Earl and Willie every time we talk been around each other for years. Man, you need to get me a motor together. All right, well we need to do that. We need to do that. Blah blah blah. Keep talking, talking, talking. Well, it finally came up. Earl put together a a, a limited late model motor for Willie Milliken, and um, this is just a good good um good story, I guess you'll say for Earl because uh, <laughs> Willie come off Willie come off the track after the race and he ended up finishing third started fifth finished third fighting fighting a little bit of handling issues early on in the day but the car really it came around and was getting better and needed just a little bit more in the same direction they went and i think he could have had a race winning car if he would have got out front i actually think he could have won anyway um but i was speaking of them cautions well they had a lot of restarts well <laughs> they warned willie a couple times about restarts and Willie actually never jumped the start. You could see it. The leader hit the gas first. And then Willie started second or third a lot of times. And I saw him like four times. He beat the leader or was right beside him to the flag stand. And the leader just hit the gas coming out of four. And Willie did not jump. He's he <laughs> he come in, he said that motor takes off harder than any motor I've ever had in my life. So uh, that's pretty good, pretty pr- pretty stout for the Earl Ramey racing engine there. So uh, that's awesome. Uh, get yourself some motors out there. <laughs> I'm telling you. So uh, if anybody is in the market for a uh, for for a racing engine of any sort, and also I don't know if y'all seen it or not, uh, at the North South, um, our buddy that was on here the other week, James Rice, he had his. Earl Ramey racing engine in that car. He ran good in his heat race in the, 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 I'm trying to remember. It was another race they was in the feature to make it to the race, to the main. I can't remember. They had so many races to lock you into the main over there. But anyway, he had a plug wire come off and they didn't know what it was. So he did the smart thing and came off track, not knowing that was only a plug wire. He would just kept going. Um, But anyway, so he ended up having to run to be. Um, didn't quite make it up there in the B, but he said, and you could see it, that thing was stout. And that was Earl Ramey racing engine in that car. That thing was stout. He was rolling. Um, he ended up running the non-qualifier race, finished second in the non-qualifier race. So I really think he would have had a car to fight for a good top 10 in the North-South. It was just other circumstances around that. And, and that's, that's the crazy thing. And dirt racing i think sometimes it's not always you you know your car it's just all the circumstances around it trying to get to the front so yeah i'll go ahead yeah i was mad i couldn't i couldn't watch that <laughs> yeah me too me too i saw some highlights from it but I, I couldn't watch it either um but anyway so guys if you need you a, a good good stout motor nowadays as we say every week Go check out Earl Ramey Racing Engines, uh, Supers, Limiteds, Crates, as y'all just heard, anything. Um, it don't matter. He'll he'll build one of y'all's big block modifieds up there, up north. So <laughs> <laughs> he don't he don't care. He, he's 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 been in them before. So uh, and also whenever guys, whenever you get a uh, get some time after you get that motor in there, get some time on Earl's chassis dyno. I can tell you a lot of things about your car where you're making and losing horsepower throughout your uh, everything else on the car. You know, when you're talking about fans, you're talking about different fuels, different carburetors, um, 
you can you can try all that out before you get to the track and know what's going to be best. So give Earl Ramey Racing Engines a call, and um, he will hook you up. So anyway, let's see what we got next here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got another guest on the line this week. Mr. Chad Jesseo, what is going on, buddy? Not much, guys. Uh, just finished up with our weekend uh, affairs here, and now we're uh, just getting saddled up and getting ready to go down to uh, Orange County for Thursday night uh, with the Supers. There you go, man. You going to hang out out there and check it out? Definitely. Uh, I think we have a 30-lap feature down there. Uh, we're kind of like the support class for the modified, the, the late models there that night. and uh, Kind of close to home, so it's kind of nice, and uh, we don't get to see the super late models too often up this way. Good but uh, this is one of the tracks they're going to supposedly start hitting, so uh, we just got to be the uh, support class. So, like I said, fair for once, fair for all, right? Good deal. <laughs> good deal, good deal. Well, you uh, you say your support class, you're running the uh, pro stock class, correct? Yeah, we run the uh, Northeast Dirt Pro Stocks. Uh, they kind of look like NASCARs on dirt. Um, a lot of leaf cars. Now there's a lot of coil cars starting to invade the class. Uh, starting to go to like, uh, I don't even know, I think they're running four links in the coil cars. See, I have a leaf car still. But uh, you can definitely tell the difference. Like, all they're starting to like mutate into our division now. There you go. Oh, I hear you there. Well, we'll get into that. But I want to go back. We like to do. Uh, we like to go back with everybody that comes on our show for the first time. We like to go back and um, kind of go through your career, where you started at, and all that stuff. So, if you will, sir, if you will, just basically introduce yourself and give us where you started at and how you come up through the ranks. Yeah, yeah. I actually started racing when I was like twenty-ish. Uh, started with the pro stock division at Lebanon Valley Speedway. Um, Won the championship in 11 and 12 there, also at Malta in 12. Then uh, 13, actually, the car owner decided to move up and uh, offered me the ride there, Scott Hamlin. And uh, I rode a drove with small block modified for 2013 and 14. And then uh, 2015, I mean, we had some success in 13 and 14 where he wanted to go big blocks. And uh, that's where I moved right in there. And I ran big blocks for probably four years, five years. And then, uh, like I said, just time, everything takes toll of it. Life takes over. A lot of hard work, dedication goes into running modified big blocks and uh, just time. So, like I said, now we get to spend a little more time with the family and stuff and uh, get stuff done. But uh, I moved back to Pro Stocks in 2019, I believe, and uh, still there. A lot of other things about the class. It's good racing side by side all the time. Uh, yeah, I think everyone that sees the race always says usually it's the best race of the night. So that's what I had a choice to go back to anything, like small blocks, the crate sportsmen, or even the pro stocks. And I just chose to go back to pro stocks is what we knew. And uh, like I said, just kind of sitting there in the pond hanging out. There you go. There you go. Well, well do something for me, if you will, please. Explain, because us here down south, we don't have a uh, what y'all call a pro-stock class. What What is a pro-stock car? Is that a uh, purpose-built chassis, or is that a uh, a stock-type chassis? What kind of cars are the, are those? Yeah, they're 2x4 uh, they're front to rear, um, left-hand, left-side drive. Uh, basically, it looks like a NASCAR. It really does. Um Leaf springs in the back, but like I said earlier, the coil cars are starting to bring the four links into this, and they're really starting to make 
a lot of games with them, and uh, huh, I don't really know. I just think uh, I think people like it so much because it's really easy to like just you put it with NASCAR kind of because they look exactly like the NASCAR cars. So it's the same body, the five star bodies, the late model bodies, um, and you get the like I said, you can you can rub as much as you want. Like I said, with the full fender division, it's it's basically our top full fender division up here in the Northeast. I know down south you guys run them pure stocks, and out west they run the pure stocks. Or I think they're uh, they're called I think stock cars. I don't even know. They look like they're <laughs> the old monies, the street stocks. Yeah, street stocks. But, That's uh, basically what we call them most time. Yeah, street stocks. Uh, them guys, like I said, they they put on an awesome show. Same thing up here. It's everyone's got a six hundred two crate motor in them. Uh, we all have a, basically a four nine inch quick change uh, or quick change one or the other. Uh, on a Hoosier 10-inch tire, it's a uh, it's a good class. That's cool, man. And I always like a uh, personally, I always like a good Creek class. It seems like a seems like a good class for for every type of car. I don't know what it is. It, it works good in in like I said down here, street stocks up there, pro stocks, um, modifieds. It, it it tends to be a good motor and work good and put on good racing. So that's a uh, that's good to know. Um, but uh, man, you've uh, you've done some winning this year with that thing. Yeah, no, uh, I was actually just on the phone with Randy from SRI getting some brakes and stuff, um, and he actually just sent me uh, the stats for this year so far, and uh, we had twenty nine starts, we had twenty nine top tens, twenty six top fives with ten wins. Um, we've really been we've really been on top of the mountain here um, with everything going on. But uh, all in all, like I said, it's just it's it is a very close class. Like I said, for the most part, you see how the crates go. It's it's really hard to be a standout in a crate division when everyone's on the same playing field. I mean, I used to race big blocks with Brett Hearn, Kenny Tremont. When you all had 900 horsepower and someone's got 860, you spin the tires once, they can make you look foolish in a hurry. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Where the crate car. You can mess up a little bit and still not lose your ass, I guess. Right. I, so it's like, it's really hard to get an advantage. It's all about uh, realistic. I, I say it every time we hit the track. We don't lift, we turn. And uh, big risk gives you big rewards, really, at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, they... Melissa, you probably know that, right? Yeah. Big, big rewards. We don't lift, we turn. We got a great <laughs> Melissa knows all about it. <laughs> That's it. Especially if you run the top at Bridgeport. You don't live. We definitely don't live. Not in the creek. You got to keep the momentum. That's it. I, I, I said to a buddy one time, we all got in an accident. He drove right around the outside. Everyone, I said, dude, you never need a lift. He says, you know we don't lift. We turn. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because you really do. When you're in a creek class, it's all about momentum and doesn't matter from a crate sportsman to a to a street stock down south to a pro stock up here in the north. Um, when everyone's on the same motor package and uh, it's it's difficult. It really is. I mean, we just came out of uh, two weeks ago. We won um, Albany Saratoga there uh, Friday night. Then we went to the Valley on Saturday night for the thirty lap that Jimmy Langenbach race. It's a memorial race for the guy and. Uh, I actually got my motor pulled Saturday night to go down to Tech. The the track confiscated it, and the track took it down. 
ran all the tests and procedures on it. We just got it back that following Monday to put back in the car. And we went racing again Friday, Saturday, and here we are sitting here on Monday getting ready for Thursday. There you go. So I'm assuming everything was uh, good to go on the motor. Yeah, it was definitely. It was all good. Uh, actually, a little down on power, actually. They uh, they, they were teasing me in the, uh, the tech thing there because they sent me the uh, the dyno sheet after I got off the house dyno that they dyno all the crates on that supposed to be there. And they told me they're going to post the uh, they're going to post the uh, dyno sheet. <laughs> So, <laughs> posted and said you stand there with your pants down, but everyone knows what I got now. <laughs> there you go. Now, now you're going to have everybody putting their stricter plates on it. <laughs> That's it. Definitely. No, and actually, believe it or not, I mean, I can't say enough about these crate motors because, I don't know, Melissa, you drive one too. I have honestly, myself, I've never had a problem with one of them. Also, I've never touched one of them. But my motor right now, I've got 40 races on it. And it was within four horsepower of what it dynoed at. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I blew up one, but <laughs> <laughs> but I also wrecked really bad um, a couple weeks prior. And then I That's didn't right. race for like two weeks. And I put the motor in my dad's car and I took it out and I blew it up like yep. two weeks after that. There, there, I hit the wall straight, like 100 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Straight on, so I mean, I, uh, motor plate was bent out an inch or two, so I'm sure, I'm sure it messed up the inside of the motor. You probably lost the end plate in the crank, babe. <laughs> there's a, there's always that one overachiever in the crowd. <laughs> you know, I think we've all done an engine plate before. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, like you said, man, 10 wins on the season, uh, 29 starts and 29 top 10s. Um, I got the, uh, the uh points pulled up right here um dude you're like so far ahead of everybody it's ridiculous on these stats i think i i think i got the same uh sheet that uh randy sent you man 10 wins i mean it's it's insane that's insane numbers yeah definitely and i mean like i said the level of competition it's not like it's not there i mean we've had guys that run this class and i mean it's like anywhere like down there you got your hometown guys, your home track guys that run the same track. So when you get out and you start running like the series and stuff like that, you can still win on the road. Um, all roads meet for us uh, for the dirt series. Uh, the dirt series starts, I believe, in like three weeks. I'm not even really sure. Um, but there's there's like ten events on the schedule, and uh, we uh, we all kind of corral ourselves to run that series that's what we really want more than anything is to win the dirt series um the stats you see there that's just leading up to the start of the series basically it's everyone's home track races um who's got wins there and i mean like so there's still a lot of top guys that i remember in 2012 i raced rob yetman and he was the big cat he was the, the guy to beat forever and uh over the past two years, you watch guys who dominate struggle, and you you kind of don't know why or what's going on, but uh, kind of just focus on your own program, and that's what we've really been doing. We've been trying stuff now with the, the points lead that we had. We've we've had the opportunity to get out there and really try some stuff that we wanted to try because, like I said earlier, the coil cars are starting to come in. Now it's like we run a leaf spring on the rear, one of the Chrysler Leafs there. Um, now you got the guys with the four links. Now you're trying to convert over for the week and really not get your 
ass tanned, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's hard to go outside the box. And I think right now what I'm seeing is the guys that have been dominant before they're searching right now where these guys come out or for example, like Nick Stone, Nick Stone had, I think 12 wins in our division last year. I'm not even really sure. He had a boatload of them. And then it's like he, the rules got adjusted a little bit. Everyone's trying to get the upper hand and, Really, it's R&D. And when you're in this division, it's kind of like, Melissa, like you and the, the crates. You listen to the, the big block guys or the small block guys and tell them what helps them and promotes drive and everything else. And you kind of try to just blend it into your program where we're watching the late model guys, like right front down, left rear up. You know what I mean? Like that style where our cars usually we transferred weight, like right front to left rear. We didn't bury it on the right front and hold it up on the left rear and drive around the track. We never did. But uh, I think it's more of a monkey see, monkey do, and I don't know how they're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) That's always the uh, fun part about racing, I guess, is seeing what the next guy's doing. And uh, if if, if he's outrunning you, you got to figure it out. And, and, And not only do you have to figure it out, you have to make it better. And um, I know you said just a minute ago, uh, you know, y'all don't y'all don't lift y'all y'all uh y'all turn but you just talked about earlier also you just got off the phone with randy getting some brake parts and stuff uh so apparently <laughs> <laughs> so apparently there's a little bit of brakes used in this car um man and we like to talk because randy's a good buddy of ours and stuff uh what does a good brake package that that uh randy would supply to you guys what what does it really do for the car well, I'll be honest, I ran, uh, I think they were Hawk black pads for forever. Our class kind of, everyone ran the same thing. And then Randy, he was actually from down south where you guys are. And then he found a girl up here, so he started coming up here an awful lot. And uh, he kind of brought his brakes here. Now, when I ran Modified, the big blocks, he came up here with TFC brakes. And uh, them TFC brakes were the first of, like, that. Besides running the standard um, Bicknell or Willwood, it was PFC now. Randy actually put his first complete package on my big block car. And I was actually the first guy to win with a PFC package Sweet. from Randy. Big blocks up here. Sweet. And then it kind of snowballed. Uh, Kenny Tremont, one of the big guns up here. Yep. He's seen his on. I had the PSC package, and Randy came over and made him an ultimatum, or, or, or not an ultimatum, but a, a deal. And uh, they were on Kenny Fremont's car the following week. And Kenny went out there and it took him, I think, two weeks. And the first week, he said it was nothing to do with the brakes. Second week, he came out, and man, now he's winning on him. So it was like, it was kind of cool to see, like, I was just, uh, like I said, I think it was my third year in big blocks. I, I think I won one or two races. And uh, Randy gave me the whole package, man. It was, it was kind of cool to actually uh, be the first one to win with a full PFC package on. I but uh, now, now with the Pro Stocks, we're running like uh, – oh, there's so many different things now. It's like it's, it's very <laughs> – like not for nothing, guys. Like I say to you guys, we all run a 602 crate, right? Now at the end of the day, who's running what spark plugs? There's 15 different types of them. We've all got a certain thing with niche with each one of them, whether you like it or you don't. Right. Now, we ran Hawks Blue or Hawks Black. There was one or the other. 
and everyone ran hawk blocks all around because they just they stopped better. Now Randy comes in here and he's giving me breaks for cold bite, hot bite, low drag, <laughs> like all this stuff. And like I said to him, I don't, I didn't really know too much about breaks till he came here. He spent uh, probably two or three weekends with me, and with our cars, there's a lot of trail breaks. When, because they're so heavy, the third, the three thousand pound cars, twenty nine fifty. So when we come in the corner, I have to slow down, but I also have to turn at the same time. When I was trail breaking, with all the same pad on the car, the car just kind of washed the nose out because it just all worked together. And Randy really, really steered us in the right direction. And I'll be honest, I think that's my biggest, my biggest. Uh, I guess I don't even know what you'd call it. My biggest. Uh, edge right now is breaking. I'm not I'm not saying just because it's Randy, but I'm beating everyone getting in the corner because we put the time in on the brakes, having the high bite, the cold bite. Like, I didn't know any of this stuff. 91s, 13s, Randy rifles them off like, <laughs> like we're all talking Lucky Charm cereal here. <laughs> he does. You got the clover, you got the other. We all know that. Randy. I don't know nothing about the five different packages you just yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? At the end of the day. I'd say brakes matter at certain tracks a lot more than other tracks. Like, it depends on the shape of the track. Like, New Egypt, you need brakes. Uh, 100%. To me, New Egypt's like a malt up here. It's like a 3 8 flat track, right? I think it's, it's, it's I, I want to say it's more of a quarter. Oh, it's even shorter. Yeah. It's like yeah. a quarter. It's not even like a true half mile, really. It's like yeah, smaller. Like, and it's like... like other- Valley up here is a five eighth paper clip. Yeah, you're, that, you're, so that's like the bridge, the old Bridgeport. Yeah, same difference. Like you said, you're on the brakes a bull load of Lemon Valley, then you're on the gear to come off the corner, and you're back on the brakes. Where Malta, being a short track, it's more momentum, but you still need a little bit of brake. But the big tracks, so the same thing, Melissa. You, you need it at the big track because I guess you're going a lot faster at the end of the day. <laughs> It's all about it's all about knowing how much to use. That's all. There you go. That's exactly it. Um, you talk about knowing how far to go. That's right. That's right. Me, and me and Randy talked about this on the show. Actually, even in the uh, super late models, uh, he was talking about Chris Madden one time. They put a uh, I forgot what he told me. He put like a load cell of some sort on the pedal, and Chris Madden never lets off the brake the entire way around the track. His foot rides on the brake, and and obviously going in the corner, he uses just a little bit more. But he said he is one of the best on the brake pedal you will ever see. And it doesn't matter what size the track is either. I mean, that's kind of his thing. He knows exactly how much to use in, in, in the car. So, so yeah, you're right. You, you need to know how much of it to use. <laughs> and that's it. Like, absolutely. Like, when you trail brake, you're leaving the rear loaded still i guess you'd say it's under a load still it's wrapped like our leaf springs they're they're under a load so they stay wrapped when we let off the brake and the gas and the car squats down it lifts back up in the air it takes a lot of time for the car to settle back down meaning get the get the rear end wrapped back under you right. it's kind of like uh, melissa in the crates when you have the sportsman there you're on are you on bars or coils i'm on bars bars all right so you know that when you lift and the car drops down, and when it comes back up, I really don't have nothing in the track because I just unloaded everything. Where with the brake and with when I was talking to Randy and like I said when he was telling me about Madden, 
it was the same thing. It's funny you say that now because we, we sat there and I told him, I'm on the brakes constantly. But when I said constantly, at first he's like, well, everyone is. No, no, I'm on them constantly. Even on the straightaway, I'm flat-footed going in the corner, and now I'm on the brakes twice as hard. Now when I'm coming off the corner, I still have quarter brake on. The car's it's, it's staying loaded, meaning I'm turning, it's driving, it has it, it's underneath me. It's There's so much with the brakes now that determine how good the car turns because you use the car to the brakes to turn the car. You, there's there's just a lot more to it. Like, And I think now, after I ran the big block modifieds, now I come back to the Pro Stocks, it's still the top-level full fender up here. But I don't think these guys ever experienced it. They never felt it, never had anything there. They didn't have five different types of brakes to run. You know what I mean? And I think it, it definitely gave me a big advantage. All right, all you pro stock guys, y'all just heard it. Uh, so them 10 wins, you'd be better <laughs> like them because everybody just heard your secret. <laughs> That's good. Now, guess what? There's a long time that comes to perfect the trail. <laughs> there break. you go. You. I've been a dangerous man a lot of times coming off the corner wondering, what did I just do right there? <laughs> Don't do it again. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like that at all. Yeah. Um. That's that's cool. That's uh. That's good to hear. I mean, it's so. And, and I know people, uh, us as fans, I guess you say, um, will sit in the sit in the stands watching a race, and that's what we see is is cars just going around the corner. I mean, but there's so much into getting in, in any type of car, uh, getting that car around the corner, even if it's set up perfectly, it's still you have to drive it certain ways to get around the corner and the brake is part of that. And like we just said, no, kind of no matter what, what style track. Definitely. Uh, like I said, even, even like gear, like we, like a big thing up here is with our cars being so heavy, we like to run a lot of gear. Right. Eleven Nevada's got real long straightaways like Bridgeport. Also. So mm-hmm. if you put a lot of gear in it, it's good when I'm in traffic and we're lifting for each other the first five laps. But once we get strung out a little bit and I want to run the guy down in front of me, I noticed to myself, like when I was coming down the backstretch, I, that's all I had. There's nothing I could do to do any better. Now, where do you gain on them? You drive it in further, then you slide out more. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a, it's it's big risk, big rewards, meaning you drive it in deep and hopefully the cushion holds you. But if it don't, now you lost three car legs. And with everything with the brakes and everything nowadays, it's, it's definitely evolved a lot more in every aspect meaning like even our crew guys like i have a guy glenn that's been working on race cars for 30 40 years um my best friend tuggy he works on it for the past 20 years of me as i race bobby guile i mean these guys are long-term things and a lot of it has to do with experience looking over to the guy and say listen i've driven before i know what this does well when i run a lot of stagger here you're, you're loose the whole way up. There's nothing that's going to save that. Where trail breaking ain't going to save stagger as much as lead will. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's things you need to have on a team that makes it the best. Do you know what I mean, guys? It's hard to explain, I guess. Sure. I think at the end of the day, if either one of you were to strap in a car and you look over at someone that's never been in one before and they give you a thumbs up, <laughs> you're like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or if you look over... Or if you look over at your father or your uncle or your brother or sister, someone who's been there for done it before, look over like you got a good car and they give you a thumbs up. It's a different thumbs up. Exactly. For it sure. Is. For sure. Well, 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 I got, I got a question. This is completely off, off that subject. 
Um, actually, I'm married. I'm married. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, dang. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, our buddy Randy sent this to me. He told me. <laughs> this, this, was it my bonus from last week or no? Yeah, he sent me yours. He said you didn't need it, so he sent it to me. <laughs> no. Uh, it, our other, We got another buddy who has moved on from uh, Pro Stocks up there. He's now running asphalt. You probably know who I'm talking about. So he asked me to ask you about you and Rick Dooslack trying to become YouTube stars. <laughs> we were arguing about who's had better brake package on the car. Clearly, I thought I did. <laughs> Is that what it was? Is that what it was? <laughs> That's why when I kicked him, I was like, "That's the brake pedal. That one. <laughs> That's the one you should put on the brake pedal." But no, definitely. Uh, yeah, if if, if y'all if, if everybody out there doesn't know, um, y'all y'all have seen y'all have seen a, a video of this on Fox and everywhere else. But so. more even like it's a drop kick. I think he called it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Definitely, guys. Now now the fun's over. Cast out of the back. It's me. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. That's- have, 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 honestly, have you and Rick ever talked since then? You want to know something? It's not even like I really minded Rick. He was he was all right. He kind of he, he was quick when some nights, any given night, he could win it. But uh, no, I really had nothing more to say to him. Just I had enough. Like I mean, every one of us, we'd all like to take the higher road some nights, but right there was just the end. I guess that was it. I just. <laughs> Couldn't tolerate it anymore. I mean, if you could take it back now, you probably wish you could, but it was, it was just spur of the moment. I mean, kind of like when you get an interview after you wrecked and someone wrecked you. There's nothing good going to come out of it. Kind of like a good Jack Hewitt, you know. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I know exactly what you mean. I just, just, just uh, you know, you you have been famous go around many uh YouTube videos and and uh, even on NASCAR race days and stuff like that, and and nobody's ever known who it is, so now they know who it is. Yes, yeah, thank you guys, thank you. You're welcome. Check. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, well, cool man. Well, you said you uh headed up to uh Orange County this week, right? Yeah, the uh, we're going up there. Like I said, we'll be there Thursday night with the Supers and uh, hopefully be able to take another, put number 11 on the board for us. Uh, I was fixing to say, how you feeling about it? Good, good, good. I think, uh, like I said, we don't usually run Orange County. Orange County was, uh, they used to have pro socks like 10 years ago, but the class kind of weeded out of down there. Now it's, uh, I don't know why we're going back, but uh, we're going. That's that's always a good one. I don't know why we're going, but we're going. That's that's, that's yeah, good. Put it up. Uh, hopefully, be able to uh, steal another one from the girls. There you go, and boy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good deal, man. Well, uh, who uh, tell us? Uh, give us everybody that's on your car. Everybody you want to thank for helping you out. Definitely. Uh, like I said, I got to thank Mike Slauson from Protect Tire and Autos. Mike Slauson towing. Uh, he owns the whole show. Like I said, you can't ask for a better car owner. He lets the circus run rampant. Um, RC Concrete, Mike Early, Preferred Group, 
Dave and Michelle Reifenberg. Um, Keith was at Utilities, Ankle Trucking, Tower Generator, um, Emperor of the Mountain Diesel, uh, Chris Eastwood Detailing. Uh, there's just so many guys that help us out, girls and stuff. And like, like I said, the crew, um, just even this, everything, guys. We, we've all done it. We know what it takes. Uh, it's definitely not a one-man band for sure. Uh, it's definitely a team aspect sport. So I got to thank all them guys. Instead, without them, we definitely can't do any of it. But, uh, no, it's definitely been a pleasure to go out and drive for these guys and put a show on for all the fans. And like I said, I know earlier you said uh, us as fans. I mean, but I'm a fan any given Sunday when we go to a racetrack and we watch one or we go somewhere. It's it's just the atmosphere, I think, that I like the most. I love the, the racing mentality, meaning, like, somebody's going to win today. Somebody's going to win. It's not going to be a draw. And uh, I, I love every part of it because I know the hard work and dedication that everyone puts into it. And, uh, and, it, and it does show at the end of the day, guys. Like I said, if you, if you work in your car every week, like uh, I wash my car every Sunday. When I wash it, they're like, why do you wash your own car? I look at every bolt. When I spray it and clean it, I just check mm-hmm. my shelf. I check the certain things, and I do my own tires. Other than that, I don't care who changes the oil. I'm worried about the bolts falling off this thing because at the end of the day, let's be honest, we're all out of control. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We are. We're all out of control. And when we get touched, I didn't need any help, guys. Trust me. I didn't need any help. <laughs> I put it in. But uh, definitely thank you guys so much for this. Like I said, great time. Good laughs. I, uh, I'll definitely uh, hopefully be able to be back on here after soon enough oh yeah once you uh go out there and win the rest of them this year uh we can we, <laughs> we can uh get on here and dog everybody else for being so bad other than you great <laughs> to see you make sure you find me come thursday night oh well, good deal buddy well you just uh, one more question for you before you go just uh for fan aspect you said you know you could be at any racetrack any given sunday or saturday or whatever else if you're not if you're not racing what's your favorite class to watch I'll be honest. I like I said, there's so many things. Like, I love I love the super late models probably because it's just the just the speed and everything. Like sprint cars, sprint cars are awesome because they're fast. The problem is, I don't know if I just don't have any tracks around here that are good to watch, but they're never door to door. They're they're single file. They're 20 car lengths apart. Where when I went to uh, watch these supers, like they ran at Lemon Valley before. They're side-by-side. I, I like to watch anything that's side-by-side. And up here, it's either – it's your full fender classes that are going to do it. So, for me, I would say the headline full fender division anywhere we go. Meaning, like, you go to an asphalt track, I want to see the late model guys door-to-door. There you go. The, the asphalt modifieds, they kind of don't do it. Like, Bowman Gray, like, they have good excitement because they're, they're hit, but they're – to actually be able to cheer a race on for a while, I think it needs to be full fendered. So I would have to say the super late models. I mean, they're hands down to me the best. Like the guys have everything you possibly need. It takes a lot more than a sprint car being just full throttle. As far as I know, I've never driven a sprint car, but I watch these guys and I watch their foot pedals. It seems like they're hammered down. That's it. Oh yeah. Where watch a Madden or you watch Bloomquist, these guys, Timmy McCready, they're, they're creeping the bottom. They're they're rim riding the place. They're they're all over the pedals, like every which way on the wheel. They get out of these things and they're like just wore out. Like I, I see why. I get it. 
you're trying to take a 3,000 pound car, to prevent that, they're probably what, 2,500 pound cars? 2,300. Yeah. yeah, they're they're trying to manhandle them. Where sprint car guy, you just need to, I think we all know, you just need to get <laughs> that. Some, some testicular fortitude. <laughs> yeah. But I was just, I mean, at the end of the day, you take them guys that are just, they're in a league of their own. They really are. To go out there and run the sprint cars like they do, whew, God bless them. I'd rather watch than drive it, I can tell you that. Because no, I, I all it's like, it's, it's definitely uh, each their own, I guess you have to say. For sure. Yeah, seriously. We'll, we'll go into Orange County uh, this week. Um, I, I know you're going to be racing too, but I know you're going to be checking out them uh, super late models. So uh, who's your favorite to win the, the supers up there? Uh, oh, well, I'll be honest with you. Be nice. I'm going to go with my buddy Dave Reifenberg on this one. I'm going to root for Kyle Strickler. I hope that the high side tickler takes it. Uh, he's got it. I, I like Matt and I like them all. Like I said, they're all a great bunch of guys. And you get to hang out and talk to them. And oh, yeah. I'm going to put on Strickler this week. I think he can get it done. Go with our team SRI buddy there. So, <laughs> on the Bulldog? <laughs> Not the Bulldog. <laughs> There you go. Well, good deal, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on here, and uh, it has been a lot of fun. And uh, like you said, we're definitely going to have to do it again. All right, buddy. Thank you, bud. Thank you. All right, man. Well, have a good one, and best of luck this week. All right. You guys, too. Enjoy. Good luck, Lucy, too. Good luck. You, too. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, we appreciate Je- Chad Jessio coming on here and hanging out with us tonight. That was pretty cool. Uh and uh, thank uh, our buddy Randy King for setting that up, lining that up for us. And y'all heard him talk about Randy with our Team SRI drivers there. Um, Randy, y- y'all hear how Chad talked about him. Uh, Randy's up there helping those guys every week. I think he's uh he's on the way up there this week or this week, ain't he? Yeah, he is. So uh, he'll be on the way up north to uh. Help them guys out some more. And speaking of uh, speaking of Team SRI, I want to go ahead and talk about SRI performance, guys. As we say on here every week, um, SRI performance ha- is your is your one stop st- shop for all things racing. Be sure to get by there. Um, literally pick up anything you need. I know you've been in there, Melissa. Um, d- did they have a little bit of everything in there? <laughs> They have a lot of everything in there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, anything from brand new parts to to all more used parts than a lot of you could ever believe. Parts, yeah. Their used parts side is insane to me. And a lot of that stuff, um, uh, especially asphalt guys, there was more carbon fiber in there than I've ever seen in one place in my life. <laughs> and what it is is it's all stuff off of NAS- from NASCAR teams. Them guys just use it one yeah. race, and then it goes to SRI. And anybody out there can buy it. I, I found dashes in there with gauges and everything, and I was like, man, I need to come back up here and buy this for my car. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's insane. It, it, the brake packages they got up there on the shelf that have been used one race are is absolutely crazy. Um, seats, you'll see seats go through there, rear ends, um, 
guys, literally anything you need for a race car, or if you're building some kind of crazy street car, you could incorporate it in there. I mean, anything you guys need, go check out SRI Performance. Go to uh, SRIPerformance.com. Um, get your uh, cart all filled up there. Get you as much in it as you can and everything you need. And at time of checkout, be sure to use promo code CBONE10. That's C as in chicken. B-O-N-E-1-0. Get you 10% off there at time of checkout. Same deal over stock car steel and aluminum. Guys, uh, all the... Uh, all the raw materials you could think of. Um, also, all the uh, panels you will need to uh, put together a race car. Make it look real nice and pretty. Melissa, if you're going to uh, build a race car right now, what color is it going to be? Ooh, um, I'll probably go back to pink. Pink. <laughs> pink and black. Go figure. <laughs> it's bright. You see it. You can definitely see it. You can definitely see it. I will say that. You put a pink... I do. I do. I do like the, like, the... The blue though, with that like, like that highlighter yellow and yeah. white, like, but I like that car. Yeah, um, but yeah. I guess that's kind of why I've like, always like like Kyle anything with highlighter stuff. There, yeah, there you go. And, and one of the drivers, uh, as, as always, he's he's kind of been on that bandwagon too. I've always liked Kyle Strickler's look. How he used he uses black, but then he'll use the uh, the blue and the highlighter yellow in there too. That makes really pop on the track for sure so guys yeah i guess it's a black it does yeah it does it seems to so guys head over to stock car steel get all the uh metal work that you need to make your car look good build you a new one it, it, hey it is time if you want a new one for next year it's time to start putting it together it's gonna be here for you know it christmas right around the corner <laughs> I mean, that's what i keep saying anyway just, just gives me a reason to listen to christmas music <laughs> You don't like you don't like Christmas music, Melissa. <laughs> I do. It's all right. All right. Well, I, I'm one of them that as soon as July Force over with, I'm, I'm like Christmas music. Here we go. No. Yeah. Yeah. Half the year's over. I'm closer to Christmas than I was the last. I'm closer to this right, Christmas like, than I am last Christmas. I like listen to it after Thanksgiving. What? No. Yeah. No. I can listen to Christmas music while I eat turkey. I'm good to go. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like that they already have pumpkin stuff out this. It's early. So, so you're they not... asked me if I wanted a pumpkin iced coffee, uh, like last week, and I'm like, it's 97 degrees and it's August. Like, no, I don't want pumpkin. <laughs> so, 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 are you a pumpkin spice fan though? Yes, I am. So you're saying you're that basic white girl? Eh? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, I get caramel all I, the rest of the year. I get caramel, but caramel. pumpkin. I like pumpkin like September, October, November, and then I. You know, but I switch off and on. I, I, I guess I don't have a... Uh, I, don't I actually don't like pumpkin pie, though. What? Fun fact. I don't, but I love, like, pumpkin muffins and, like, stuff like that. See, I just don't like pumpkin pie. See, y'all um, have, I would rather get apple. I, I Well, eh, I can't argue with that necessarily. But, see, <laughs> I would rather have pumpkin pie than any of that pumpkin spice junk. And I'm also one that I don't care what time of year it is. I like any flavor. <laughs> <laughs> which which I guess is my downfall, I guess. I don't know. Oh, so but See, anyway. I would, I would love I would love if McDonald's had their shamrock shake all year round. Oh yeah, I, I can I can definitely agree there. Uh, I could live that. That thing is good. <laughs> that thing is really good. 
I love that thing. That's just like a cookout. Do y'all have any cookouts over there? Yeah. Barbecues? Picnics? It, no, 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 no. The, the restaurant. Cookout. Oh, no, no, no. We don't have that. No. Y'all, y'all don't have that. Okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's burgers and shakes and 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 barbecue sandwiches and stuff like that. We have them down here down south. Um, but anyway, they have a watermelon milkshake. But they only have it in what? July. And I missed it this year because I didn't go buy a cookout. And I was like, I, I'm I'm sad because that thing is good. I wouldn't even like. I don't know if I would try that. <laughs> Watermelon what? and ice cream. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, like, I would think of it like maybe like a Slurpee, but not like with ice. I don't know. No, no, no. It is good because it's got like real pieces oh, okay. of watermelon. It's not like it's not like <laughs> because to me, to me, watermelon and watermelon flavored stuff do not taste the same. It's like yeah, strawberry true. and strawberry flavored stuff do not taste the same. Uh, and and I get I don't know I guess if you is I like really cold watermelon anyway and that's what this tastes like so so when, so when you come down yeah, south well, and find I'll a cookout have to try it in a July yeah just make sure you come down in Next July because you can't get it any other time <laughs> which sucks <laughs> cookout if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> somebody tag them tell them bring the watermelon shake year round. Just saying. So anyway, guys, as we were saying, go make your cars look good over at, at Stock Car Steel and Aluminum. Get all the supplies you need at SRI Performance and build you a nice, pretty race car. Appreciate them all the time. Oh, anyway, guys, there was the uh, North-South shootout this past week at uh, over there at Florence Speedway. Um. To no one's surprise, Brandon Overton. <laughs> that dude's He's on taking ro- it all. <laughs> I'm telling you, other than the like, you know, big stuff, Prairie Dirt Classic, he didn't win that, but he was right there. Um, <laughs> this dude's winning everything this year. I mean, I mean, a lot of people talking about Kyle Larson, all the stuff he's winning, and yes, that is impressive. We'll talk about that in just a minute, but. I'm gonna tell you, Brandon Overton and what he has accomplished in a dirt uh, late model is pretty pretty crazy here this year with the amount of money he has won. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 tough to top that. So, uh, but uh, Josh Rice, he was right there. Man, he was running. He was fast. Um, looked good out there. And our buddy that was on here. Couple uh, couple weeks ago, James Rice, Josh's brother. Um, I think we talked about that. He he didn't quite make it in, but man, it looked good. It looked really good. Uh, that Earl Ramey racing engine was was looking strong. So so uh, yeah, there's our uh, North South recap. <laughs> <laughs> um, Knoxville Nationals. I know we don't ever talk much sprint car stuff on here, but uh. Young Money Kyle Larson went out there and and showed him how to get it done. Did Did you watch any of that, Melissa? Um, I didn't watch, but he just kills it and everything he gets in. So, dude, it, it's it's insane. It's, it's insane. It's it's crazy. I mean, it's. I told him, I you know, the different disciplines of cars that he gets in and runs up front is crazy to me. Um. <laughs> 
I'm just saying it's not going to surprise me he come down here to Darlington and win just because of the big marquee races that he's winning this year. Uh, I feel like he's probably going to come win the uh, Southern 500, which is kind of a big one in NASCAR. Uh, then I think all he'll have left to win big, well, obviously championship, but that's not a typical, you know, race at one place. But uh, Daytona 500, that'll be his next one. And he will say he's won pretty much every marquee event between uh, NASCAR and dirt racing, between late models and uh, the the uh, the sprint car, other than, say, the uh, World 100 or the uh, the Dream or something like that. So he's still got those to go, but but it's crazy. Yeah. How, how? He's like, it's insane. I don't know how he does it, to be honest. Like, he just literally will get in a, a car as long as it's good, and he just go like, he just freaking kills it. When... I, I don't think the car has to be good. I think he just makes it better. Because <laughs> uh, me and Sterling was talking about this one time. You know, people was like, oh. Well, he's got... not. He, he's not getting in a hunk of shit. No, 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 no. He's not. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Not saying that at all. But what I am saying is... People are like, oh, well, look at the equipment he's in. You know, it's better. Do not take me wrong. Kevin Rumley is one of the smartest people in uh, super late model racing, period. Period. But <laughs> I will say this. Kevin Rumley also, a lot of people may not realize this, uh, uh, Kevin Rumley helps uh, Tim McCready a lot on the dirt side. Um, it, they, they got a big... Big thing with Bill Stein shocks. Um, so they help them a lot. Um, Motor-wise, they got the same thing other guys are, are getting. So Kyle Larson, when he goes out there and wins in a super late model, to me, he's winning with very similar equipment. So that's yeah, what yeah. makes it impressive to me is, you know, not having the time that these guys have had in a super late model Granted, yes, he has raced forever, um, but not having time in a super late mile that these guys have had and going out there and doing what he's doing is insanely impressive regardless of the quality of equipment that he has. 100% because he's just that, he's just that talented. I mean, I, I'm sure, I know if everybody who we call it a PA posse and up here in the north with the sprint cars and I'm sure they get pissed off because I'm sure every, maybe every week, I think people think, a lot of people think it's really cool, but I'm sure a lot of the drivers, like, they think he's talented and think he's cool, but then they're also like, can you stay the heck away from us? <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. we want to win some money too, you know? Exactly. And I'm sure, it, but, but it's like, he's so talented. Like, you just want to watch him though. Oh yeah. You want to watch him. And as a driver, yes, I, 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 completely understand that way of thinking stay away from here so we can win too but at the same time i know when i was racing you wanted to beat that guy that was supposedly so good so at the same time you kind of want him to come there and be like i'd love to outrun him because if i can outrun him everybody gonna say hey you just outrun kyle larson um not gonna happen very often but if you do it <laughs> if you do it that put that puts your name well up there Exactly. There's not many people that can, I think, in general. Like, I, I think there's only a few people that actually really could beat him in general in sprint cars anyway. 
unless yeah. he wrecks out. Right. <laughs> and, I mean, like Christopher Bell is just as talented. Oh, oh yeah. Like he's. Yeah. I mean, he if he if he had more. I mean, obviously Kyle's a little older. I think not by much, but yeah, a little years. bit older than Chris. But he even said that Christopher Bell he thinks is better than him or something. And I'm like, what? <laughs> well, well, have you been paying attention any to the uh, the feud they've had going on this past week? Oh, I know, but that was a what? That was this is like a year or two ago he said that. But oh, yeah, yeah, I know yeah, they've yeah. been having a feud for a while. Well, I don't, I don't oh. get it. I don't, I don't. He talked about you know what was said after Watkins Glen, and I don't, I don't know if you watched it, but in my opinion, uh, Christopher Bell. Uh, did not give him any room at all going through that corner and made him lock it up, almost hit the grass. And then when he did, Christopher Bell spun. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist per se, but I'm like, these dudes have, have, were typically friends. I mean, they were, I guess. Um, and now all of a sudden, you know, Larson comes on there and he's like, Oh, I, I tried to, or I text him. He won't even text me back. Well, that's kind of out of character for Kyle to even come on a radio show and say. And then Christopher Bell jumps on TV and he's like, well, I think it's pretty childish of him to even, you know, you know, put our stuff out there like that. And I don't think I have to call him. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's completely out of character for both them guys. So either, either they, they pull more emotion out of each other than anybody else does. Or they're like, hey, let's start this. We can make some money off of it. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know i don't i don't i don't feel like it's just an act i think they're probably just really upset with one another for whatever reason and you know sometimes those relationships they'll they'll be fine eventually but sometimes you just gotta be mad for a while i guess oh yeah <laughs> or or either chili I mean, ball no. or the chili ball is gonna get real exciting one or two. Oh yeah that's gonna be <laughs> that will be real exciting <laughs> Who knows? Um, I, I know you typically don't watch much NASCAR, but you happen to catch any of the uh, the the I don't know what you got the circus from Indy this week. <laughs> um, I saw highlights. <laughs> <sighs> um, I actually I didn't watch. I was outside all day That's yesterday. True. True. Um, I got sunburned. And I was you know washing uh washing a camper, washing a truck, washing a race car, and. Uh, so I watched a lot of shit. I was out there from eleven to like nine o'clock or ten at night. So Jeez, well, um well, just yeah, I was out know. there all day. Well just to let <laughs> you know. But I did watch highlights of the wreck and of a lot of the wreck and it was kinda crazy. The stripping was coming off, right? Yeah. The, or the whatever you want to call it. I don't even know. I guess you call it a curb, I guess we'll call it. Um a curb. Okay. Rumble strip, something like that. I don't know. It, 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 that was a circus. That was a complete it it was terrible because it took out literally probably five or six cars that could have won that race. Um, and that came up. And then what I will say was probably worse in this race. The final restart, uh, Denny Hamlin goes down in turn one. Chase Briscoe is on his outside. Denny Hamlin just kind of runs it straight and pushes Briscoe through the, uh, through the grass and Briscoe goes through the grass, comes back on the track. He gives, I don't know if he gave Hamlin spot back regardless. Hamlin kind of come up around him anyway, but they black flag chase Briscoe for that. I'm like, 
He got forced off of there. Why would you black flag him for that? And they told him he had to come to a stop. Well, uh-huh. well, I mean, you're on, literally on the last two laps of the race, so I mean, why? What good is that going to do you? Uh, or you know, it ain't gonna make no difference at that point. You're just going to the back. But anyway, Briscoe ends up getting into the back of Hamlin, spins him. A lot of people said it was on purpose. If you listen to the in-car camera, Briscoe was off the gas when he hit Hamlin and stayed off the gas until he got till Hamlin spun all the way around. So I don't know that it was on purpose. Um, which Denny Hamlin said, I don't, I don't think it was on purpose. He even said that he was just didn't understand why he was racing him when he was already black flagged. Um, but Briscoe said his crew never told him he was black flagged. So, <laughs> so who knows? But it was a it was a wild finish that AJ Allmendinger ended up winning in one of his uh, just couple starts in Cup Series this year and it's been road courses only. Um, so it was wild. Uh, uh, it, I w- I will probably say I mean watching the last couple laps, it was probably better than watching the whole race. So, but isn't that typical with a NASCAR race anymore? <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, all right. What, um, uh, um, what else is, what's coming up this weekend? Uh, you got the, hold on. We got a lot of stuff, I think, coming up, but <laughs> <laughs> we have the, Topless 100 for at Batesville, uh, the 19th through 21st, that's the Lucas Oil. Cool. And then you got uh, the World of Outlaws, Late Models, uh, uh, Orange County, Williams Grove, Sharon Speedway, and Erie Speedway cool. this weekend. Good stuff. So, I mean, those are two, two uh, big stuff coming up. Uh, anything down by you? I'm um, sure just weekly. I think I just tip just weekly stuff right now. Nothing, nothing big. I know uh, Florence Motor Speedway over here. They only got two shows left. Um, Lakeview, I think I think they're off this weekend. I can't remember. And then they got a show coming up after that. Um, uh, I will say I went over to Lakeview this past weekend, as I told y'all. With uh, went and hung out with Willie Milliken over there. Um, more than anything. Uh, Put, put a camera on his car. I'm going to have footage up. Put a camera again on David Baker's car. I'm going to put that up. Um, uh, if y'all haven't yet, check out David Baker every week. Well, about every week pretty much. And when they race on uh, uh, him and uh, him and Chuck over there. Chuck DFPV uh, on YouTube. Go check them out. Um see some cool stuff finally got some footage from over there this week because last week went over there and it was like it was really weird it was like sticky sand so it just stuck to everything as it flew up it's the oddest thing ever I, i've never seen i've never seen mud be this fine it was it was weird um so got some good footage from over there this week also got some on um uh, let's see Got some in street stock race stuff. We'll we'll have all that up uh, this this week, hopefully, on our Facebook page and everything else on YouTube and all that stuff. So y'all go check that out. But yeah, this week, uh, uh, 
and pretty much just weekly, same old, same all around here. So, uh, so we'll see. See if I end up anywhere. Sounds good. Maybe not. Who knows? I might end That's up just... at home. <laughs> <laughs> I guess just that our listeners will just have to follow along and see where we're at. Exactly. Check uh check out uh check out our Facebook for sure. Uh, there'll probably be some lives coming up. I know you going to a few tracks, aren't you? Yep, this weekend. Yep. So I'll uh, be heading there. You you'll be heading track. We we know you uh you'll be live on Facebook. Some and uh, if I'm anywhere, I may be. Who knows? Who knows? Never know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, y'all uh y'all wish Sterling also a uh, happy birthday this week. His birthday is August twentieth. He'll be oh happy birthday. He'll be thirty five. He's catching up with me. <laughs> I'll always be a couple months older than him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway. Well, cool. As always, guys, we would like to thank SRI Performance, Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, our buddy Randy Keene, RK Motorsports Consulting, uh, Earl Ramey Racing Engines. Y'all check Earl out for all your engine needs. You will not be disappointed. Uh, our Ford Bite Apparel Update of the Week. Old Choo Choo, Cole Train, Vanderheiden, second start in the A-Class Unrestricted. He went out there and won in his uh, micro sprint there. In his second start in the Unrestricted class. Finished second his first start and has won his second start in it. That boy just needs to go faster to win, I mean, <laughs> he's he's one. He, well, he he. I, I'm assuming, and it seems like every time he moves up a class, he does better and better. It's like the faster the car is, the better he is at it. So, congratulations to them, guys. Um, if you uh want to start, like we said, that Christmas shopping, or just want you some cool uh dirt track gear or any track really. Head over to Ford Ford Bite Apparel. Go check them out. Get you some cool looking swag, we'll say. And uh, go check it out. Also, checkered the race hub. Go check out some racing social media. We ain't worried about politics on there. We ain't worried about Aunt Betty's cat. We ain't worried about none of that. We're talking racing on checkered. So y'all go check that out. Also, guys, be sure, as we said earlier, check out uh, Soak Tires Broadcasting, the uh, Chicken Bone Alley um, Summer Shootout Round Three. Be on. Well, it'll be night when you hear it Tuesday. Tuesday, uh, y'all come check us out. Eight o'clock. That's all I got. You got anything, Melissa? I think that's it. Well, I appreciate you coming yeah. on here this week, hanging out with us, and in, in Sterling's absence while he he's working. Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. We appreciate you coming, hanging out with me for uh for a while here, and uh we'll, pro- <laughs> we'll probably do it again soon. Sounds good. All right, guys, y'all have a good one. We'll be talking with you later. <laughs>